0: Now it's time for Tracy Martin from the New Zealand First Party.
1: This morning, uh, I had our weekly chat with New Zealand First uh, Minister Tracy Martin. We talked about new relationship and sexuality guidelines for schools and where New Zealand First stands on rainbow policies. Can you begin by explaining the new relationship and sexuality guidelines?
0: Sure. So it's a refresh of what was the sexuality guidelines from 2015 um, in response to not only sort of the changing environment and some other evidence we've got from the chief censor and so on about um, the the voice of our young people asking us for better relationship and sexuality education, but also in response to an Aero report from 2018 said that, you know, the the delivery of relationship and sexuality education through our schools was um, not at the at the standard that it needed to be for our young people to be fully informed and to be empowered, um, and also that it wasn't consistent. It wasn't um, delivered consistently across the country. So um, this is the second step of trying to make it more consistent and more, um, I suppose appropriate for the times. Uh, The first one was actually 40 curriculum leads that I announced um, about three months ago now that will support schools in the delivery of this curriculum document.
1: So you say this is sort of the second stage. Are Mm. schools required to incorporate this into their health and sexual education teaching or is it more of a, a suggestion and there is meant to be a third stage or a further step? Right.
0: So the New Zealand curriculum has um, several strands to it, and one of the strands is the um, health and physical education strand. So that's the part of the New Zealand curriculum that this fits into. Um, So obviously when I say physical education, when I say health, some of that is healthy eating, some of that is actually about exercise, all that other sort of stuff. But this relationship and sexuality education fits inside that part of the New Zealand curriculum and at what this document does is it shows that what, what should the outcomes be, what should a six-year-old know about relationships, and that would be about making friends, and keeping friends, and being a good friend, right, that's an appropriate um, level for a six-year-old to have a conversation, and when it comes to the sexuality education part of the curriculum for a six-year-old, it's about do you know your body parts, do you know what they're called, that's and that's just the appropriate level of this curriculum for a six-year-old. When you're talking about a 16-year-old, um, you know, the, the consent, for example, um, coercive control becomes part of what's appropriate to have a conversation about. Um, different gender diversity is appropriate to have a conversation about. Uh, respect for others. Um, how do you have, you know, what, um, you know, how, what does a healthy relationship look like? In the context of a negative one, e.g., you know, family violence or consent or not, lack of consent or coercive control. So you see that the this document has well, these are the outcomes at the end of the year. This young person at this age should have these understandings and should be able to articulate this, and it and it is appropriate for the age at which that young person is is inside their schooling.
1: So schools should be incorporating this into their curriculum from the now out- on?
0: Yeah, the outcomes are, they are required to meet the outcomes. It's the bit about how they get there. It has been inconsistent and some of the outcomes have not been met. So the schools are required to deliver the outcomes of the curriculum. They have flexibility about how they will do that. And that's why in this particular area, the boards of trustees are required every two years to actually have a conversation with their parental community about how do you think it would suit our community, because the Pacifica community might have one way of delivering it, Māori another, you know, um, local migrant community might have another way of delivering that message to get the same outcomes, but they must deliver the outcomes.
1: Let's move on to the next topic I was looking at today. So recently, the University of Auckland's Rainbow Law Group created an online LGBTQI policy tool called Rainbow Election 2020. The policy tool outlines 15 policies to benefit the LGBTQI community. Currently, the Green Party has voiced support for all 15 policies and the Labour Party has supported 11 of the 15. Does New Zealand First have any intentions to announce any rainbow-based policies?
0: Uh, well, I've said that I will get back to um, that group once I've had an opportunity to look through what it, what they are asking for and, or asking about. Um, one of the challenges with these type of response surveys, and it's the same, strangely enough, it's the same for Family First. What they want is they want a yes/no, black and white answer to what are quite, quite complex issues sometimes, um, and they know they've written down words that say, um, "Will your party?" do da 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 and yet they know what they mean by that that single sentence i might think i know what they mean by that but there's very little opportunity for shades of gray so it's it's not something i take flippantly so it's something that i've given a commitment that i will have a look at it and merely i've been waiting for time to get to look at this real recognizing that i'm still doing my ministerial work still also doing, you know, New Zealand First work and trying to answer all these surveys at the same time. Um, So I hope to have a response for them, um, but it will be a well-thought-out and well-considered response, and the bit that's tricky is when you just want um, yes or no or support or oppose when there are shades of grey and everything.
1: Do you think that political parties perhaps don't prioritise minority groups with their policies in the lead-up to election?
0: I think it's very, if you're thinking, if you're talking about your overall general manifesto that goes out there, um, it would be literally a tomb if we put every single tiny piece of work that needs to be done to enhance um, this group of New Zealanders' lives. So often you don't see those things inside the standard manifesto, right? Because the manifesto tends to work with the big issues. Um, and, of course, the manifesto inside health, like let's just take health, for example, um, you've got your big chunky things because no matter what minority group people are from, if they have a heart attack, they want to make sure they can get heart surgery, right? Um, and we all have a heart. So, therefore, there are big chunky things that we all have that we all need. But if we talk about, um, let's talk about the trans community, inside health, there's some really niche services that they need, Um that uh, that need to be addressed there's a you know there's an enormous shortage of um, specialists both from mental health and physical health perspective for the trans community in this country it's unlikely to see that in a main manifesto because it's very it's very niche in this way
1: you say that these policies or these ideas are niche and that they perhaps aren't the big picture however these are big big issues for this community. Absolutely. so isn't it isn't it important to look at those as well?
0: Of course but but what I just said was that you know if you you've got your overarching manifesto and then it is for you know I guess what would be would be as opposed to a yes no or support oppose um, survey type of a thing, having an article where like if this is the question what is your answer but you're able to give them say, Two hundred words, which even that is is a challenge on what is something incredibly important to you know a particular group of New Zealanders' lives. But it, it it's a great way to inform those New Zealanders of what you might say support, but what does support actually mean in that you know in that answer? That's what I'm saying. There's um, I would have preferred having those questions and being able to give a hundred and fifty to a two hundred word answer, which is literally a paragraph. Um, to better express what actually is the view of New Zealand First around those, those important issues for that group of New Zealanders.
1: So you think that's perhaps more more valuable to have a, you know, have what each party sort of a little blurb about what they think about that particular issue than yeah, a yes or no? Yeah,
0: I do, because what hap- what's going to happen is, uh, you know, you've got, um, let's just take what the where we started from. So the Green Party has um, agreed to all of those, um, Labour, I see that so they must have come back in the last couple of days because when I first saw yes, this up on the Quite recently, media, just before yeah, right. the weekend. Yeah. So they've been working on it as well, right? Um, what's gonna happen is that the organization will then say, Well, back in twenty twenty, you said you supported, 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 supported. But you haven't done it. Because if you had done it and support you know, supported and you had done it, we would have this by now. Now, I don't even know what the this is. Um, in the first instance, that their expectation is. But it would be, you know, when you have an opportunity to actually put a paragraph, you have an opportunity to say, we would like to work with the community for them to design. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? So how are you going to deliver it? That's just as important as saying, yeah, we believe in it, but how are you going to deliver it?
1: that was Tracy Martin from the New Zealand First party. I also started to speak to Tracy as the Minister of Internal Affairs about the controversy around the government using facial re- facial recognition for CCTV surveillance. However, she cited that there was confusion in the way the department is planning to use the facial recognition technology and suggested that it is perhaps being portrayed in an alarmist way by the media. Tracy told me that she wants quote the New Zealand public to make sure that they have clarity that the Department of Internal Affairs is not using CCTV cameras on street corners to verify anybody's identity, unquote, as that is not what has been explained to her. Tracy is planning to make an announcement on this issue on her social media pages this week about what she understands the Department is using facial recognition technology for, and Bronnie will speak to her about this further next week.
0: That was Tracy Martin from the New Zealand First Party. The Wire.